Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, all eyes are on Britney Spears as she heads to court over her conservatorship. Then the women of Friends open up about body image and so much more. Plus, Cara Delevingne gives a tour of her house, which has a vagina tunnel. I come in here to think, I come in here to create, I feel inspired in the vagina tunnel. It's June 23rd. Hello, everyone. This is People Every Day. I am Zoe Ruderman. I'm in for Janine, who is on a much-deserved vacation in Mexico. Hi, Janine. I'll be living vicariously through your Instagram, so please get posting. Give me something to look at. While she's out, a few of us People editors will be taking over the mic to keep you up to speed on all of the biggest news. So today it's me, along with my friend and coworker and regular guest on this podcast, Charlotte Triggs. Charlotte, there is a lot for us to get into today. Yeah. Is it basically okay if we make this podcast an hour today? I think so. Maybe two hours. You guys all okay with that? There's a lot going on in the world. So later in the show, Charlotte, you actually sit down with Savannah Guthrie, who talks about her 10 years at the Today Show, her famous friendship with Jenna Bush Hager. And Charlotte, I love that you got her to reveal exactly how many coffees she drinks in a day. Yeah, it's even more than me. And I'm on number four right now. That's pretty impressive. I'm only on number one. Maybe I should uh, add a few. So, Charlotte, I feel like we cannot go another minute without talking about my absolute favorite story of the moment. This might be my favorite story of the week. Cara Delevingne's truly insane L.A. mansion, which she just introduced to the world. And let's not bury the lead any further. It has a vagina tunnel. Yeah, the vagina tunnel. That's definitely going to be the selling point for the next buyer, right? I mean, like, seriously, this house has so many weird features. And yeah, I've never seen anybody with that kind of architectural feature before. It's like this bizarre, small closet that she crawls through. And I mean, let's get real about it. It's like anatomically detailed. So there are like all of the elements and I won't get too specific about it. And it actually is like a tunnel from one room to the other. And like she emerges into what looks like the front of like a washer or a dryer. It's like a fake washer dryer though. So it would be almost more respect. You know, you could respect the architecture if it was a real washing machine. Totally. Yeah, it's very weird. And it's like, doesn't really look like there's much room to do anything in there except just kind of go in. I guess so. I mean, she said she goes in there and like gets inspired and she goes in to have a thing. So maybe it's sort of like a soothing tunnel for her. I have a lot of questions. I also would love to read the listing for the house when she eventually does put it on the market. You know, when it's like, you know, new appliances, this and that vagina tunnel recently renovated. So yeah. But also, there's like a whole list of other crazy, wacky features. There's, I think my favorite was, um, there's a ball pit, which she says she loves because you can't cry in a ball pit. It's like physically impossible. You can tell that this room gets a lot of use because it's like, there's like, oh, there's somebody's Christian Louboutin. Imagine the parties at that house. I mean, she talked about, she has this big translucent piano, which she plays naked. So I feel like this is, you know how like every neighborhood, every town has like the fun house. That's like who has all the parties. That's like Cara Delevingne definitely has the fun house. Um, Okay. So I want to move on because like we said, we have a lot to get to. So today is a really big day for Britney Spears and obviously those of us who have been following Britney's life. Um, And as a really quick reminder, 
reminder for everyone, Brittany's father, Jamie, has been her conservator for um, since 2008, and that was the year after her divorce from Kevin Federline. Um, and basically what that means is he's had financial, professional, to some extent, quite a bit of personal control over his daughter. And today, Brittany is expected to appear and to speak in court. And Charlotte, you've been covering this story and really close to it for a while now. And my big question for you is, what do you think she's going to say? And where could all of this lead eventually? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the big question. Today is the day that we've all been waiting for because, you know, she maintains a social media presence that is a certain kind of way. She's very vague about her life. She makes these kind of statements that don't, she never really addresses anything like on the nose. So, you know, we don't really know exactly what she thinks about stuff. It's like kind of dancing around the issue. And today is the moment where we'll ideally be hearing from her, you know, what she what she thinks. But we do know that the New York Times obtained some sealed documents that were, you know, drafted in 2016, in which she indicated that she felt that the conservatorship was, quote unquote, oppressive and controlling um, and that she wanted out of it. And the problem with this is that the whole cycle of her kind of well-being and there's been uh, ups and downs, huge ups and downs and big changes over the years. And so it's like what might have been in 2016 wasn't necessarily going to be the same case the very next year. But at the time, she had indicated in these court docs that she was sick of quote unquote being taken advantage of. And she felt that she was working and earning money and that everybody around her was on her payroll. Now that's probably realistically a function of what it's like to be a superstar. You are the person who's floating everybody's, everybody around you. You're paying their, their whole lifestyles. Um, but yeah, she had indicated she was really frustrated by that. And that, you know, she felt like she was only getting a $2,000 a week allowance. That's more spending money than I have, but no. But I mean, that's a good point. It's easy to say two thousand sounds like a crazy amount of money, but think about the life that she was living. I mean, she has kids; she's traveling. That's actually not a lot of money when you think about a celebrity like her, and especially not when we know how much she makes and what she. Okay, at the height of her breakdown, when she was really not able to work, we know from divorce doc court docs at the time in the divorce that she was earning eight hundred thousand dollars a month purely in residuals from music that was just airing in rotation in, in the radio and whatever. And that's upwards of $8 million a year. And that's when she's doing nothing. So, I mean, that doesn't even compare to what she'll earn from something like one of the Vegas residencies. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of her speaking, we know that it's going to be a virtual appearance. Obviously, things are still happening virtually in most courtrooms across the country, but we do expect that she'll speak. And I think like to me, this feels like a big deal because we haven't heard her speak live and directly and sort of unfiltered. Um, it's been a couple years now, right? It's been a long time since we've really heard from her. I mean, I don't know, you know, she she did a big sit down with people a few years ago and it was like when she was actively working in the Vegas residency and stuff like that. But so much has changed and there, you know, all of these kind of statements that she does make these videos that she that she makes, it's like, you know, she did address the documentary but it was like weeks later, it was a pre-recorded thing. And it's like, it never really hits, hits the nail on the head in terms of like what everybody's really grasping for, which is like, what is going on? How are you? What do you want? Like, how, what is your life like? So going back to that big New York Times article that I know we all read from yesterday, can you walk us through some of the more sort of shocking or upsetting details that came out from that? Yeah. So, okay. A lot of it has to do with um, the degree to which, you know, she doesn't really have freedom to do what she likes as an adult right. woman. And so it's like, you know, she's 
not able to drive. She's on this strict allowance. It's like if she, she had complained that she wanted to um, renovate her house and change the kitchen cabinets and that she's not allowed to do that without asking permission. She also indicated in this particular, you know, 2016 document that she was afraid of her father, that he was, you know, somebody who was an intimidating presence. And that does jive a little bit with what we've heard subsequent to that. We know that she had requested that a judge remove her father as conservator so that it could feel more like a business transaction and less like a family member controlling her movements. You know, the whole situation that precipitated this, it was a dire situation back in 2007. And not to mention these kind of Hollywood types that were preying on her and taking advantage of her in many ways. So it's like this conservatorship, it certainly did have a purpose. Um, and, you know, there's many unknowns. We don't really know so so many of the details of, of what all happened. Absolutely. I think today will be really interesting. And obviously, we'll be diving more into this on tomorrow's show once we know more. And as always, our newsroom is working on this. I know, Charlotte, we've reached out to her camp for comment on this. Um, So hopefully, we'll have more information and just have a sense of where this is going in the next few days. Okay, so moving along, shall we talk about our favorite ladies of friends, Charlotte? Yes. Now, I can't believe this, that the, the ladies of friends went on Howard Stern today, and they are just talking about everything. When I heard that Jennifer Aniston was talking about Brad Pitt, I almost just, you know, fell on the floor. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we were not actually even planning to cover this. And then all of a sudden, like our emails, our slacks, our phones were blowing up with like, they're talking about everything. They talked about Brad. I was really interested in them talking about body image and the fittings, weren't you? Yeah, totally. I mean, Lisa Kudrow basically talked about the fact that she didn't feel like the other two ladies, you know, Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox, during the time on Friends, they were way thin. They all ate the the quote unquote friends salad every day. And it was like, you know, a very well-known thing that these, these women really took very, you know, specific care of their figures. But we never heard this from Lisa, that she felt kind of insecure about her body. Fittings were not fun. That's for sure. Um, right. Yeah, I have a different body type. I'm just bigger and sometimes the clothes when I'd see the show were so sort of like full of volume that I just remember this. It was only this one moment where I like hugged both of them, but there was no sleeve. I mean, it was just like I enveloped them and I was just <laughs> like this mountainous thing that swallowed them alive. And that she really hated the clothes that they would give her. And she kind of felt like the other ladies were getting to wear these like sexy tight outfits. And how did she describe it, Zoe? It was like, like voluminous fabric. She said she just felt like she was sort of drowning in fabric in the clothes that she was wearing. I mean, you know, to be honest, in fairness, it's like the character was kind of a hippie. So it didn't it, it it's not like it didn't belong or that it didn't make sense, but it certainly, right. I'm sure, would kind of mess with your self-esteem a little bit. And Howard also asked Jen Aniston, who, by the way, is our cover star this week, talking about some other things. He asked her um, about not wearing a bra, that there was a lot of chatter in people watching. I remember this back when I was watching in like middle school, high school, now I'm dating myself, um, that everyone was like, she's not wearing a bra, and they turned the AC way up so that you can see her nipples and he asked her about this let's face i'm a guy i would watch this and you would come out each week in tighter and sexier clothes it's true am i right or am i wrong the clothing as the series went on got tighter and there was always speculation is jen wearing a bra is she not wearing a bra it was a big topic am i correct or am i wrong on this unfortunately you are correct that was a topic of uh um conversation were people uh, wanting you 
And Courtney, you too. There was one episode, I'll never forget, your yoga pants with a little top. Uh, were people pressuring you to wear certain clothes? Because let's face it. No. No? You guys no. picked out your own outfits? Wardrobe didn't sit there and direct you? No one was saying, girls, your outfits need to be tighter and smaller and skimpier. Absolutely no way. It was just sort of what we felt comfortable in. That's so hot that you did Except it on your Phoebe. own. Phoebe did yeah. have to wear, I mean, Lisa was like, Phoebe had, you know, Lisa dressed nothing like Phoebe, obviously. I got to say his like questions are so pervy and yet like, it's a great interview. He really goes there and he gets so much good stuff out of these guys. It's amazing. Absolutely. And I will say listening to the interview just reminded me of what we know from our friends exclusive in the shoot that like these three women are still such tight friends. Like you can hear it in their chemistry and their dynamic. And it just made me want to hang out with all of them again. Next up, my sit down with Savannah Guthrie. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Savannah Guthrie has been a staple in millions of homes for more than a decade, first as a White House correspondent for NBC and more recently as co-anchor for The Today Show. The mom of two is currently in the middle of a two-week stint guest hosting Jeopardy, and she's getting ready to travel to Tokyo to anchor The Today Show's Olympics coverage next month. And somehow she still managed to find the time to talk to people for one of my favorite features in the magazine, What My Life Is Really Like. Take a listen to her interview with Charlotte. So I know it's your 10th anniversary coming up at the show. So I'm wondering, do you remember like what the moment was like where you first joined, what that whole experience was like? Of course. I, I mean, I remember it well. I remember when I first came to New York, I had been the White House correspondent for NBC. And then I moved to New York to join the Today Show on the third hour, on the nine o'clock hour. And I kind of couldn't really believe that it was happening. And I couldn't believe how fun my job was. <laughs> I mean, not that covering politics or being on the campaign trail isn't fun. There's obviously, you know, a, a lot that I loved about it. But the Today Show is, it's just so iconic. And to get to be part of it was just a pinch me moment that has been continuing for 10 years. So how much has your own personal life changed during the course of this 10 years? I mean, obviously, I'm sure a lot. Everything has changed. I mean, everything really happened for me in the last 10 years. I started, I was 39 years old. I wasn't married. I didn't have any kids. And now 10 years later, I'm 49 years old and I have two kids and I'm married. And all of those huge life moments happened during the Today Show and really on the Today Show. You know, we announced my engagement on the Today Show. I announced that I got married on the Today Show. I announced that I was going to have my babies on the Today Show. And so, you know, it feels like a family, not just 
those of us who are, you know, working here, but also it feels like a family with the, the viewers at home. So obviously, you know, the whole world has changed. The show has changed, you know, in that respect, how different is everything from, from 10 years ago? I mean, everything's different in terms of the news. I mean, you know, I can't even keep track of all the things that have happened, all the changes in terms of news. There's obviously been changes on this show. This show has been around, I think, almost 70 years. So I try to keep it in that perspective. You know, I'm just like here for this one little piece of a bigger institution that's been on the air for seven decades. So I think all of us who work here kind of feel like we just get to be momentary custodians of that. And some changes were unexpected and some changes were welcome and some were hard. And it's just like life, 10 years of life, 10 years in this show. It's like 10 years in anyone's life. There are ups and there are downs. To what degree has like your schedule changed with the pandemic and with like the way that business has changed in general or like what's your how is your day to day life like different now than it was before? Well, I mean, obviously, when I was working from home, I worked at a home studio in my basement. So that was completely different. And, you know, I did my hair and makeup. And it showed. <laughs> and, um, you know, I had the world's shortest commute. So the pandemic changed everything for a time. Now I'm back in the studio. We've been back in the studio, but it isn't exactly the same. I mean, we don't, up until recently, we didn't have any other guests. We didn't even have correspondence. It was just this core group of us. The crew was very pared down. We didn't have as many studio crew members. Everybody was in their full protective gear. So, the show itself is every day getting more and more back to normal, but it isn't at the full strength and it's not the full show that we love to put on. You know, we are looking forward. We're going to start bringing concerts back this summer on the plaza. We've started to be able to go out there on the plaza a little bit. We're having correspondence back now. We're starting to talk about getting guests back. I used to do a lot of in-person meetings. I used to do a lot of shoots. Now those shoots are mostly on Zoom. And so I can do them from home. So in a lot of ways, it's been a blessing. I've been able to spend more time at home and with the family. How do you spend your afternoons? Like, do you have time to like do little activities with the kids or like, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Well, I always say this is the best mom job there is because half of my workday is over before my kids even wake up. And I try to front load most of what I have to do. I mean, I really pack it in, uh, in the early part of the day so that the afternoons are pretty open for my kids. You know, they have play dates. Thankfully, they've been able to start having after school activities. So whether it's gymnastics or uh, drama, my daughter's in a little drama class. You know, we we spend our afternoons together and it's it's wonderful. You and Jenna, I know, live in the same neighborhood, right? Or yes. something like that. Like, have you guys done the play dates lately? I mean, now that everybody's getting vaccines and things. Yeah, I mean, that's like, we. I just love, we are, we're still neighbors. You know, if I'm late for the bus, she'll say, that's fine. I'll grab your kids or vice versa, or, you know, I'll drop your kids at your house. And we just, we really kind of help each other. And it feels really nice because there's a real community in our neighborhood. So we still, yeah, our kids do a couple of activities together. They go to the same school. So it really, it really helps. And then we do, although we haven't done a leap, she's so much better than me. When we're on our game, we try to get a workout in and then we might take a long walk and then go walk to the bus to pick up our kids. But she's better about working out than I am. I, I sometimes just take a nap. 
I was wondering, like, how can one in your position possibly fit that into the day? Because in particular, because you have to, like, have your makeup and your hair done, right? Like, so how? Well, I know. Well, that's my excuse. I'm like, oh, I got to do an interview. I can't get all sweaty or I'll do a workout that's not that hard <laughs> so that I can redo it. But I'm not that great of a. I do exercise a little, but not a lot. Jenna's like a big workout queen. She loves to work out. I think she works out every single day. What's your favorite workout? What do you like to do? Oh my gosh. I, well, yoga. I love yoga. I really was into yoga in the pandemic. I was on a roll. I did something like 120 straight days of yoga every single day. I was very proud of myself, but I was also really happy to break that streak because it had gotten out of control where I was like, I've got to do yoga. You know, I was like, it's enough. You know, you may not know this, but in the late 80s and early 90s, I was an aerobics instructor. And in the 90s, the big trend in aerobics was step aerobics. And I still love step aerobics. And I bought a step for a house upstate. And there's a woman on YouTube who does these great routines. And I do the step aerobics routine all the time. It's a great workout and it's really fun. And it's sort of embarrassing. I would never want anyone to see me doing it, but. That's what I've been doing and playing tennis. Oh, okay. I feel like you should totally own the step aerobics thing and like wear the like accessories even like, Oh, just go all. Yeah. Jane Fonda all the way. This lady that I do is actually, she's really, really good. That's that's awesome. I actually, I remember when I first was like working in the city, like Equinox used to have step aerobics. I don't know when it became like. I don't either, but all I know is every time I tell my friends that I'm doing step aerobics, they laugh. So I guess I'm not cool, but I don't care. It's super fun. Okay. So just, just a couple of fun questions. How many cups of coffee do you tend to have during the day? Are you a coffee person or are you not a coffee person? I mean, I am a coffee person to the max of all max. I start the first thing I do in the morning. And I mean, very first before I even use the restroom. I turn on the coffee pot. So yes, I have my first cup of coffee. Lately, I've been having a second cup of coffee, which I put in a travel mug for the way to work. Then once the show starts, the Starbucks across the street opens. So they bring us Starbucks. Then I do my day. If I take a little nap in the afternoon, I then have another iced coffee because it really gives you a great feeling. And it's sort of like the day restarts. It's part two of the day. Part two. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, like not too much or you'll be up all night, but you know, take a little nap and then have a little iced coffee. You feel like a million bucks. Like, do you have like a go-to breakfast, a go-to lunch? Like, stuff You know like what? That? I've been doing the intermittent fasting. So I don't eat breakfast. I used to always eat before the show. I didn't think it was possible to do the show without eating, but now I don't. I have coffee and then I have for lunch. I've been trying to be healthy. Here's, I'm going to give you the scoop. I try to be healthy during the week. I eat this vegetable soup. It's just pureed broccoli with nothing, no oil, no butter, no cream, no cheese, broccoli soup. I eat that. Then I eat like a salad or something for dinner. And that's the weekdays. Then on the weekends, I completely binge. Like Friday night is pizza night. Every week in my house, we eat pizza, we have ice cream, we go hog wild Friday and Saturday night. So I think it all kind of evens out. That was Savannah Guthrie. For more on her, head over to people.com. And now something to make you smile. 
Some mistakes are easy to miss and others are right there for the entire world to see. Case in point, HBO Max. The streaming service recently sent what was supposed to be an internal email test to 44 million subscribers. I got the email. I was one of them. HBO acknowledged the mistake, writing, we apologize for the inconvenience. And as the jokes pile in, yes, it was the intern. No, really. And we're helping them through it. But before you feel too bad for the intern, they got a lot of love on Twitter. Seriously, go look at the thread. There's some funny stories in there. That's it for today. Talk to you guys soon.